just I just I just speak my peace keep my peace What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Speak My Peace podcast. As always, I'm your gracious host, Greg Lacey. Like we always do about this time, I hope this episode reaches you all in good health, good wealth, and that you are taking care of yourself and your loved ones because we know just how important that is. I have spent an insane amount of time on social media between these season's breaks, unfortunately. I say unfortunately is because I don't like being on social media a lot. I feel like consuming too much of social media, I can be spending that time doing something else. But whatever the case may be, it has come and, and it has went. But I did spend a lot of time on social media. And in my time on social media, I realized that we are in the midst of a modern day digital civil war. That civil war being the gender wars that's been going on as of late. It's not new, but it's been very loud. Uh, recently. And in the midst of witnessing this this gender war, I have come across a phrase coined by the women saying the dating pool has piss in it. I don't know how many of y'all grew up in public swimming pools. I am a product of that. Uh, shout out Ludus Park. Shout out Gonzalez Park. Shout out Mayfair Park and whatever other park I grew up swimming in that I may have forgotten. But if y'all are like me and y'all grew up in those public swimming pools in the inner city, you know, there comes a, a gradual, uh, there comes a, a gradual, I guess, evasion or a gradual graduation of, of getting away from inner city swimming pools. You know, when you're a child, you enjoy it. You know, you're doing it with your cousins or your siblings, whatever the case may be. You're carefree, having fun. And as you get older and your consciousness begins to develop, you begin to realize a lot of certain things. And a lot of reasons why people move away as they get older is because they start to realize that this pool has piss in it and they no longer want to put their bodies in those bodies of water with other people's or other people are urinating. Unfortunately, I was one of those people that was urinating in the pools. I'm sorry, y'all. But I understand the people that move away from it because that is nasty. I don't think about it personally, and that's probably the reason why I do it. But it happens. I had to give y'all all that depiction, take y'all back and put y'all back in that, that time frame of when we were little. So y'all get an accurate depiction on what the women mean by the day the pool got pissed in it. Essentially, it's contaminated. They don't want to deal with the options that are available because they are contaminated. And I feel like they are very accurate. And in, in, in considering the stuff that I've known and the things that I've seen and the stories I've heard about the dudes that are out here, Fellas, y'all probably gonna be mad at this episode. Honestly, I don't care. Y'all probably gonna say that I'm pandering to women. Um, if you know me personally, you know that I am not the one to pander to anybody. If I have an opinion, I'm gonna share it and I have an opinion on this. I've I, I definitely have taken in a lot of this information over this summer, um, throughout the fall, just from me watching. TikTok lives, Instagram videos, reading memes, whatever the case may be, I have consumed a lot within this current uh, civil war, this digital age civil war. And so because of that, I have an opinion. We have two sides, obviously. You have the men's side to where they're saying they're holding out till they find Mrs. Right because they want their women to be X, Y, and Z. And these women out here aren't that. And then women are on the other side saying essentially the same thing, which is something that has not always 
been um, the case. I feel like traditionally women have, you know, even if they have a type, even if they have a preference, they are not being vocal about that. They are just pursuing those people or entertaining those people who are their preference. But men, because we have egos and a lot of time because men, we are immature. We are on social media being vocal about this. So you have one side to where men nowadays are are positioning themselves to be the prize. They want to be chased like the women traditionally have been, which is causing this rift in between the two genders, because men hadn't always been chased. Uh, men hadn't always been the ones that have been vocal about they wanted to be chased and positioning themselves as the prizes. Um, I know the older men, you know, within my community or within my family growing up, even if they believed it, they weren't positioning themselves as that. So we have that. We have to deal with that. This new generation of men taking the role of what what women once took and positioning themselves as a prize or wanting to be chased. And women have a, a, a problem with that. Within that, you also have the rise of this Kevin Samuels generation. Now, for those of you who are new to this podcast, I'm just going to give you all a backstory or not backstory. I'm just going to give you all another disclaimer. I, for one, personally don't believe in speaking ill of the dead. So this is not what this episode is about to be. A uh, uh, Kevin Samuels bash um, episode. But this is what the generation is called. So I'm literally just using his name because that's what they called them, called this generation, the Kevin Samuels generation. And so essentially what this Kevin Samuels generation is, these men who are quote unquote put are who are positioning themselves quote unquote to be alpha males. And I put up air quotes for that because most alpha males, if you're an alpha male, like people know it, uh, it's you, it's determined by the way you carry yourself. Um, it's determined, it exudes you. Um, a lot of time you don't have to boast about being an alpha male. People just know that you are an alpha male. However, we have these people nowadays who are positioning themselves as alpha males, which they aren't actually alpha males. But it's a lot of them and they're on social media and they're being vocal about their wants and needs. Um, another thing I determined or another thing I discovered while I was on social media was this red pill community. And essentially this red pill community are these alpha males, this Kevin Samuel generation. And the reason why they call themselves Kevin Samuel's generation is because um, you have these men who are on social media, you know, position themselves as a prize. You have these men who are on social media position themselves as as this prize pick, you position yourselves as the person who need to be, um, I guess, who need to be chased. And then when you have women going against it, you know, there's a problem. So there's a riff. And so this Kevin Samuel generation is essentially those men, these fake alpha males um, who have been on social media for X amount of years, you know, spewing these type of ideas. And then nobody was listening to them. So what do these alpha males quote unquote, this red uh, pill community won't. They won't, or they're voicing why women today aren't desirable. Number one thing on that list that I've seen very frequently was attitudes. So obviously today in a, in a day of entrepreneurs and a day of influencers, women are no longer, I'm not going to say no longer because some women do and some women don't, but we are seeing more women become bosses, whether they're becoming entrepreneurs, whether they're influencers, whether they're college graduates, whether they're doctors, nurses, um, lawyers, uh, attorneys, whatever the case may be. Women are out here making money, more money than their parents made, more money than their grandparents made. 
And so there's a shift in the dynamic of how households used to be built. You know, sometimes women are the breadwinner. Sometimes women and the men are both making a lot of money. And so with that comes a, a shift in dynamics. And so when you have this shift and women are now positioning themselves to be these bosses, this red pill community essentially are threatened. So what they're doing is they're saying that those type of women they don't want. They aren't desirable because a lot of what comes with those women are they're argumentative. Um, they have attitudes and they equate those things to be manly because you are carrying persona of being a man because you have a voice. You are carrying this persona of being a man because you are a breadwinner. And so they're saying these women with attitudes, they are undesirable because they're manly. Next thing on the list I always see is, is body figures. You have men who are 20 years past their prime guts dad bods with no kids on social media saying they're only going to date women who have bbls they only go if they are only dating women who have bbls you have to be your your stomach you have to have a six-pack you have to have a big butt you have to have big boobs whatever the case may be and there's no in between you can't fit if you don't fit either of these modes then you are not desirable if you're not working out if you're not in a gym if you're not a, a gym influencer you are not desirable however this is coming from men, like I said, 20, 30, 40 years past their prime, and they're voicing these things. But the women are undesirable if they're not, I guess, looking better than they are. Another thing that they are voicing, whether or not you have kids, um, is a problem. It's a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. If you have kids, you're not desirable because somebody and already had a kid with you. And a lot of things come with that. I, I know, you know, baby daddy problems come with that. But also just the fact that you're not going to give you our first kid. You know, us men, we have egos and we feel a certain way about that. Um, but on the other side of the coin, if you don't have the kids, you're also a problem. You know, if you're 30, 40 years old and you don't have kids, you must be crazy. And so, like I said, it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you won't situation. But what I and the list is way longer than that. But those are just a couple of things that I see that was frequent. And so as I'm reading these things and seeing these opinions shared, I'm like, y'all don't want to date women. Y'all want to date men. And so, so like, why don't y'all do that? And I ain't got no problem, you know, to each his own. Don't ask, don't tell. I don't care what your sexual preference is, uh, who you date, whatever, what you eat. Don't make me shit. But what I'm saying is if y'all are holding out for Mrs. Wright and in order for her to be Mrs. Wright, she has to have all these certain things and all the women you come across for five years, 10 years, 15 years are not meeting these standards, then maybe you should try something else. But I digress. Hey, like I said, everybody to each his own. What you eat don't make me shit. Now going on to the other side, like I said, the women is changing things up. They're no longer just taking it and rolling with it. The women are voicing their opinions too. Um, Two things that I see a lot for women, what they want is they want men that are healed and they're bringing something to the table. What I mean by healed is to heal from their trauma or healing from their trauma. You know, everybody goes through different things. I've been vocal about my trauma. I haven't been vocal about my trauma. You know, I've been vocal about my journey in therapy and things that I've dealt with on this podcast. Um, and so what women want nowadays is they just want there to be some action. They want there to be some progress in addressing those things that are um, altering us from becoming an emotionally available partner. 
they also want someone who's bringing something to the table uh, financially. You know, sometimes they just want you to have a job. Some women, they want you to be making X amount of money, but they don't want to be the only person bringing something to the table. A lot of women have uh, issue with that. And rightfully so. They should have an issue with that. And then obviously one of the, the biggest things that women want is loyalty. Um, I think there's no I don't think it's no secret that. I'm not going to say that men are more unloyal than women are, because I think in relationships, men are definitely more unloyal than women. But I think in general, in life, I think just from my experiences, men are more loyal than women. But in terms of relationships, specifically, just from my experience and what I've done and what I know my friends do and whatever the case may be, we've definitely been caught more than women. And so I don't know if women are not cheating or um, women are just better at cheating than men are. But like I said, another thing that's on that list is loyalty. Like if you, if, if you can bring those things as far as being healed, bring us onto the table, also just be loyal to me, only be about me and things like that. That's another uh, opinion that I've seen shared. And then there are some women on the other side of the corner to where it's okay if you can't provide either of those two things. I just want a trick. Um, and what that and what a trick is is somebody who's just going to spend on me. I look good. I deserve to be a princess, and so I want you to spend whatever money you make on me. And so they want tricks. Um, not calling women three hundred fours, but that's what they want, and rightfully so. Like I said, you should if if whatever your preference are, that is going to be your preference. So that's what they want. That's what they want. But one thing that also you know crawls a flame of social media on the side of the women was this listing there was an incident to where a woman was taken somewhere on a date on the first date she refused to get out the car she told the man she was not going inside i think it was cheesecake factory um she told the man she was not getting on the car she's not a cheese uh, cake factory woman and he didn't take her somewhere else more uh, upscale or more high end and so out of that it sparked a lot of conversation obviously attributing to this gender war that's already going on but spawned out of that was this list of places of women said do not take me on a first date there was a bunch of restaurants there was movies in there there was bowling alley on that list there was church on that list and a bunch of other things and i'm just like women y'all are crazy first of all if we're going on a first date you should be appreciative that i'm taking you on a first date in general like we we came together we have a mutual interest in each other now i want to further explore that be grateful that I'm taking you on a first date. That's just my experience. You know, there's some women who abide by that list and rightfully so. But the women that I deal with and women that I will deal with, that list, that list is not there. Because movies, like you're telling me the movie's not a first date. Like, I'm a moviegoer. I don't know about y'all. I know a lot of people are more uh, streaming services and things like that. I go to the movie just about our movies, movie theaters, just about every week. And the week I don't go to the movie theaters, I feel bad like there was a week recently to where i was like All right, i'm going to movie theaters there was a movie in theaters that i was interested in watching and i was like damn i guess i gotta go find something else to do i know when i would end up going to play basketball but movie dates are a, a, a prevalent thing in all my relationships from teenage to this big age i am now um bowling bowling is another big thing i do it a lot both of the the thing about that about me and dates is anything where I can take somebody, I can also do alone. Like I, I've been in relationships for most of my adult life. And so I've learned how to do things alone. Um, I learned to go to the movies alone. I learned to go to bowling alone. Should I go out to eat alone? But 
to get back to this restaurant list, um, not to get off track, it just it wild me to see this. But hey, you know, like I said, women are fighting back. Men have been very vocal for so many years about what they're not going to do and who they're not going to date and what their women got to do. And women are like, well, now we're going to turn the tables and this is what y'all got to do. Another list that has been on social media is this ick list. I think the ick list is satire. I think it's just funny. I don't think it's actually true. But there is a thing called an ick list. Things that ick women that they don't like that their boyfriends or somebody they're dating is doing. And so what I gather from from all of this is that people have preferences. And so there's no wrong with having a preference on either side, men or women. If, if you're going to date somebody who, you know, their first day had to be at Maestro's, then so be it. Um, if you want to date a woman who has to have a body like Serena Williams, then so be it. But those are preferences. You can't impose that onto the whole world. And who are you to believe that whatever you put out into the world has to be true and everybody has to abide by it? But think about how egotistical that is. The problem with, with, with having a preference is or there is no problem with having a preference. Let me say that it becomes a preference when you begin to degrade people. And so we have seen it. Maybe y'all have me. If y'all not active on social media, but me, I was very early on Twitter. I think I got, I think I signed up for Twitter like 2009. I was like one of the first wave of people who actually got on Twitter. So I seen Twitter in its height. I seen Twitter in the beginning. And then I stopped using Twitter like 10 years ago. Um, but I know Twitter is still a thing. I know that a lot of conversations happen on Twitter because you see tweets and conversations posted on other social media. So I know that it's still a thing. But for this past 10 years, I feel like this red pill community had been birthed out of black Twitter because for the past decade, maybe decade plus, Black men has used Twitter as a space to publicly speak about what's wrong with black women, why they don't want to date black women, the reason why black women are desirable, such and such, such and such. And it's it is become a degrading experience for for black women, which I'd be so surprised that black women even be active on Twitter because a lot of their followers more than likely are going to be black men. And those same black men are believing in these same ideas. The problem with the red pill community is they've been on Twitter for a decade plus and they've been voicing all these opinions about why women are desirable, why they want data women, such and such, such and such. But nobody was listening to them. It just stayed on Twitter and it never or at least in my experience, I never saw it leave Twitter. I never saw people shape their lives by what niggas was tweeting on Twitter. However, during the pandemic, we all had to sit down. And our social media usage increased. And during this time, Kevin Samuels became more um, popular. And with him becoming more popular, I feel like this red pill community felt like their concerns or the stuff that they were saying for the past 10 years were finally being heard on a larger scale, on a, on a larger platform. And so they all rushed into build this, you know, this community that were listening Every time Kevin Samuel will speak because, you know, I was speaking for so long and nobody was hearing me and I felt a certain type of way. It was a it was a shock to my ego because this is what I want. Nobody was listening to me. But now we have this man who's a who's a large figure who's saying 
either the same things or something similar to what I've been saying for so many years. So now I'm going to run behind him. So that whole thing over the over the, the pandemic or, or, or damn, I said I was going to stop using those words. Um, that whole thing during the P word with this Kevin Samuel generation birthed this red pill community. From this red pill community, we began to get podcasts. We began to get these men who were calling themselves alpha males. Again, we're going to put quote, uh, quotations around it, air quotes, I should say, because actual alpha males, it, it exudes them. You know, alpha males, when they're dealing with women, women can tell that they're alpha males. They can be identified as alpha males. Alpha males dealing with other males are identified as alpha males just from how they carry themselves. You know, it's a phrase in the hood. It's not on me, it's in me. And that's what it is for alpha males. Um, and so when you have people on social media boasting and saying, this is what I am, this is what I am, I'm puffing out their chest. Another phrase in the hood is the loudest one in the ring is usually the brokest. And so if you're on social media or climbing to the top of the, the mountain screaming, I'm an alpha male, more than likely it's not true. But so on and so forth. Another faction of that that was birthed was these passport bros. It's these, these men who were not, who are not desirable in their hometowns, not getting attention on social media, not getting enough attention from the opposite gender. And because all this is going on and they feel like they're not being heard or being, or being seen, it's a shot to their ego. So what they do is they get their passports, they go to, they save up a lot of money, they go into foreign countries, and they pay for escorts and in these foreign countries, because in the same way, it's the same way in America, but in these foreign countries, wherever it's a DR, it's a Puerto Rico's or wherever the case may be, they get tired of the small towns that the, the women, they get tired of the small towns that they grew up in. And so when they, they run across these um, men that look like they have money, because a lot of times they don't have money. And sometimes they do have money, but when they when they run across these men that look like one, they're not from here, but two, they have money, they begin to to um adapt or attract to them because this is something new. But also this may be my ticket. This may be, you know, somebody that can take me, you know, out uh, of the country, wherever the case may be. So they see them as a as an easy come up. And so they a lot of time tend to um uh, uh attract to them. The problem with all that and, you know, what this this community that that ha, has birthed and it was coming out of this community is that. There's a lot of wrongdoing going on. Another thing that I see from men, a lot of social media going back into the the I'm going off track. But another thing I see a lot of social media is these is on these podcasts, men speaking like women, men speaking on women. They've been intimate with detailing their experiences. A lot of them are probably lying. A lot of them probably aren't lying, but we are in a generation of people who are kissing and telling. And when I was growing up, that was never okay. I don't think it's okay even today, but we are in a generation of men who are doing that. They are going on their YouTubes. They are going on their podcasts. They are going on social media, detailing who they've been intimate with. And it's, it is very weird activity. Like I said, I don't know what men want for women, but it feels like they just want each other. And I think they should pursue that. I think more men should be more open with dating outside of their gender um, because I don't think women is working out for them. 
Coming back to the the, the argument of, of seeing both sides, um, I think the the main problem is there's this this idea of, of keeping up with the Joneses. Men want women who are going to look a certain way. They essentially want trophy wives. They want this perfect wife so that they can show them off on social media so they can get more attention, so that they can boost up their ego, so they can boost up their profile. And women want the same thing. Women want men who are who look like they have money. Um, women, like I said, want men who are healed um, or you know, look like they're healed or speaking about certain things that show that they're healed. And the problem with that is when there's a, um, when there's an ideal person that everybody is speaking about or towards, it's easy to shapeshift. It's easy for me to present myself as a certain person because you are on social media all day saying the type of person that you want. So even if that's not me, I think that you're an attractive person and I want to be with you. So I'm going to put on this front that I am that person. And so when you have things like that, it creates a, a, a piss pool environment. Things become contaminated because you can only hold that front for so long before somebody say, oh, this is not what I want. And they get they dissolve the situation. And so with that, both sides become reluctant to 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 engage with each other. Both sides come relate reluctant to date each other because now they see certain things that red flags. They also if I don't see certain things as red flags, they have a checklist. You have to check all this before I date you. And if you don't meet this checklist, I don't want to be with you. And unfortunately, a lot of times throughout all this, throughout all that us saying what we want, saying what we don't want, especially for men on our side, we are not even ready to be in healthy, committed relationships, to be quite honest. I feel like I'm going to just go from my personal experience. I feel like with my personal experience in a relationship, actually, I'm going to put a pin in that. <laughs> I'm going to put a pin in that, y'all. I'm going to come back next episode and speak further on this because I can go another probably 20 minutes speaking about what I'm about to speak about right now. So we're going to put a pin in that in this episode. We're going to come back next episode and speak about it. So y'all stay tuned. That's the end of the Speak My Peace podcast for this week. Before we do get out of here, my what to watch is Silver Dollar Road on Amazon Prime. Once again, my what to watch for this week is Silver Dollar Road on Amazon Prime. That's the Speak My Peace podcast for this week. I'm out.